2: Oh, it's a Friday. It is a magnificent Friday. We're broadcasting from Sydney Town. Hope it's going well wherever you are. Have your say on the open line one 1170 and please let us know how you're listening. Social media at Joel Fletch, SEN is a way to do that. Our great partners Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston, where stability meets the freedom of the move, and footy live in four K Ultra HD only on Foxtel this time next week. We'll have a debrief as to what happened in the match between Parramatta and the Melbourne Storm. Who won? Who was man of the match? Did Parramatta do the right thing, re-signing Mitchell Moses? All those questions will be in front of us. We welcome our listeners, however you're tuning in, through Sydney, Brisbane, the Gold Coast, those on the app, those on the podcast. Maybe you're mowing the lawn on a Saturday morning. Who knows? We welcome you. Big show coming up. Well, Scotty, Scotty Sattler, the great man Scotty Sattler, well... He hasn't missed the Dolphins on their recruitment. The Dolphins recruitment manager, who has a decorated record, Peter O'Sullivan, he's going to join us. Andrew Swain to talk all things rugby ahead of a big weekend of rugby. Stan Sport have got you covered. But the last time I laid eyes on this person in the flesh, it was, let's just say this, we had a Saturday show. The show had concluded at around 2 p.m. And at about 10 p.m., remarkably, Obviously, we're doing extra time. We were just professionals at what we do. Myself, Gibbo, and that man there, the man who was a dog dad, Stevie O'Keefe. <laughs> like Mate, you
3: were Thespian there. This being Thursdays, usually. Yes. Yeah. So, what was your off season was my pre-season. Yes. And I was only telling you earlier, I had to go into the pre-season not long after that uh, so called piss up, basically, yep. is what yeah, we yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No so called
2: about it. <laughs> That's what it was.
3: Yeah. And I went in and had to get the calipers done, you know, the skin folds yes. that you get done. Yep. And these things only go up to 20 when they measure your skin folds <laughs> yeah. and your fat. Anyway, this thing spun around. It spun around, and it spun. Around, and I honestly, thought it was going to take off. It went around <laughs> that many times. So I'm blaming you, sugarcane. Uh, it was a good catch up, and it's great to see you again. All my mates who've been listening on SEN have just been waiting for your return. Is that right? The prodigal son. So Thank I, you, mate. I, I, am privileged to be in 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 this room with you again. Why a
2: dog dad? Who who gave you the hat? Tell us about well, that. Well,
3: we went away. Um, uh, we went to Byron Bay, uh, Lex and I. We stayed up there, and there was a, a lovely lady who owned a little boutique store in Newry Bar. Yep. Uh, and we got a dog dad hat because uh, we are dog dog parents. A dog and, mum and, hat. And dogs are my kind of people, is what Lexi got. So these are these are these
2: are the hats until we uh, decide
3: to get children. Shall I love that. I love yeah. that. Okay,
2: mate. And what about you? Mm. The Benjamin Button of all sports. You've done it again. There's a few more burst buttons. Benjamin burst (laughs) buttons.
3: That's that's what's going on with the There's a few NRL coaches
2: under more pressure than my belt (laughs) buckle. Don't worry (laughs) about that. Um, But you've done it again, Sock. You've done it again. You've put the magenta on and had a magnificent season and have the audacity, the hide, the the gall, the temerity. I understand my late mail is this. You're going around again. So – I was about to hang him up and Dan Christian went out this year
3: with the six and I thought this would be a great time. I can get in I can float basically under the radar oh, yeah. within four hundred games yeah. versus a hundred games. Um and then there was mail going around, a bit like the pay disputes going on with the rugby league. Mm. Apparently the big bash contracts are going to go up by 60 to 80% next well, year. And I said, How long, hang on, that, that hamstring yeah. that once was tight, I was limbering up, I was doing yoga. mate, My, my, my feet were touching my face, I was doing stretches, the, the cars became a lot stronger, I yeah. finished off the season, didn't miss a game. Um, and uh, they were foolish enough to put a piece of paper in front of me and said to sign it, we'll have you for another year. And I said, thank you, sir. So how old are you now, if you boys. don't mind me asking? Um, do you want my mental age? Because, you know, the physical yeah, 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 body age. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be
2: 39 going into next year. Mate, you've got to be a Brady. You've got to go and be one of those athletes. Yeah. I, I just get the fear, though, if I say I'm going to retire, that everyone will believe me, then won't <laughs> sign me.
3: <laughs> so I Mate, you, You've
2: got to play one. So uh, will you be 40 at any stage of any of your overs?
3: No, nah, 39 will be the oldest. But that's – that's go one more. I, I, yeah, I'm going to keep going. I'm inspired. I had, I had a lot of fun this year. The last two years with COVID was absolutely horrendous. Um, uh, Brooksy and Mark, hello to both of you. I've missed both of you as well, by the way. Yeah. It's oh, great thanks. to see you both. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go around. It keeps me relevant. Yep. And um, as I always say, the pay is shitting here with this. Yeah. So I actually, need, I actually need a real job. Yep. And I'm going to go around. I had a, gr- a lot of fun. We had Steve Smith play this year. This was the best big bash season that we've had uh, in, in the history, I think, of the 12 years that I've played. So it was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it again next How'd year. How would
2: you go with the Tracy Grimshaws? It was work that I had to work oh, on, yeah. just keeping the hands still. We tried to educate you. You were pretty flapping around your hands. Oh, we said Tracy Grimshaw. It was tough work. It was tough work. Did you master it?
3: I I think I improved towards the back end, but they sacked a guy called Newt in there. Sorry, Newt was the guy that was in my ear as a producer at Channel 9. Rough as guts, but a legend, and, and he to you a, straight. A, he's a champion. He, he has, he's been around for 30 years, and he's a stalwart. And it'd come off; it'd be my first one, and I'm shaking like it was my debut on yeah. TV. Didn't know which camera to look down. He's like, "Mate, you look here. When Tubby speaks, he's played 100 tests. You shut up. And then when the camera's up here, you look at oh, the I love that. Speak. I love direct so do feedback. I. When yes. you come in here, no one teaches. Brooksy's probably the only one who gives you a bit of honest feedback and tells you straight how you're doing. You know, which is good, which is what you need. Sorry, can a- I intercept this for sure. one moment? Yeah, and And this
2: is something. And, and so, Brooksy you come from the producer side of things mm. and you come from the athlete side of things. Yep. And Mark, I'll get to you in a minute, but I have noticed this where producers are just thinking about the show. Let's get it done. Let's move on. Let's just make what we have right now. a Masterpiece. The athlete is so used to, and you would have seen this with rugby league players coming through. The athlete is so used to immediate feedback yeah. mm. and, and copying it in a major way. Yeah. When when the athlete transitioned, and this is common feedback from all the stars who've played the game, you go into the media and the producer just wants to nail what's in front of them right now. And the athlete who is so used to, after every game, good, bad or ugly, getting highly, um, critiqued for forensics around what you did. Absolutely. But quite often you do the thing and no one says anything. You think, and then, mm. then you find athletes start going, which you would see, Brooksy. Oh, how'd it go? Brooksy, you happy with everything? Is there anything I can give you? Where, mm. where it's TV industry, mm. radio industry, media Zero industry feedback. is so different to mm. a rugby league or a cricketing yeah. environment where it's immediate feedback. And you you find these athletes grovelling to say, "Just give me
1: something." Was Tell it bad? Her. Was it good? Yeah. Just,
3: do you find that? Oh, absolutely. Particularly at home with Lexi, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm after feedback, and she's quite happy to give it to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> right. There's some things I really need to improve on around the home, but uh, yeah, I've, that that was the biggest thing that I found the toughest is yes. uh, just getting zero, and it it, it kills you because you're like, "Am I doing good or yep. not?" Until Ben Clark, who's the producer and I, he goes, "Mate, don't worry." Uh, if you did any good, we'll call you back. And it's been twelve months and I haven't received a phone call. So that's, that's how well it went, and Betty Clark. Yeah, uh, well,
2: well Clarky's like that too. But the thing is, um, in the media game, if and this is what you need to teach athletes: if you hear nothing, it's probably a good thing. Is that right, Brooks?
0: Yeah, I think so oh. because. When you when you're doing maybe multiple shows or you're looking ahead to the next game in World Cup scenarios, Olympics are the same where it's just like you're in a bubble for three weeks yeah. and as soon as you do a show, you're like, Thank goodness there's things that happen that you wish you didn't that didn't mm-hmm. happen, but yep. there's great things that you want to build on for the next show. Yeah. You just keep going. Keep and if it is forward. something bad you'll generally hear about it if it's good mm. it's play on you're doing well that's exactly what we
2: want okay it. all right but it's weird here but because you find the athletes who can't yes, get all the time going definitely yeah what, have but, I, what can I do better what have I done what have I done see
0: mm. the best thing, like i i actually appreciate that because i came from an hr background so i i really enjoy that people want feedback or giving feedback and hearing what the workplace is what the vibe is so yeah when I was doing games or studio shows and people were like calling me or texting me going, Oh, how was that? Or, you know, trying to get me in between, you know, in the first half or, you know, if we did a pregame show and they're talking like during a a scrum or something, Mm. I actually like that because then, you know, the person's, Involved in what you're doing because you're investing time in your production and your show or your game or whatever, and you want your host to be in that. But you know, with you you know, Joel and, and Sock, you probably felt the same in the World Cup. You might be rostered on for three or four games that week. So as soon as you are doing something, you're straight on to the next game. You're looking up players that have been named that you don't know about. Oh, you're calling yeah. media managers. Stimbabwe you're moving and on. Team, yeah. And that's what happens in, in the world, I guess, of production because you don't really have much time to debrief or like look ahead and mm. and plan and strategically plan, you're on to the next game. You're on to the next week, yeah. the next round. Yep. You know, sometimes with origin, it's sort of good because you can sit back and plan a bit of stuff. Mm. And that's like here. Yeah. When the NRL finishes, you go, oh, that's done. And then you've got two test series. You've got Big Bash. You've yeah. got an India yeah. series. And then you're straight in the NRL again. So... Yeah, it it is a funny thing, but it's I see I see it as a positive. It's great that people are invested in what they're doing and want that feedback, and mm. I think that's important how things grow. You see, a lot of stations and stuff they're just cookie cut stuff, TV mm. TV um, channels, cookie cut. But if you have that interaction with your talent, uh, you can you know because it's not just you coming up with the ideas, Joel. You come up with some amazing stuff, and it's great that you buy into the show and want. F- you know, we should do all this, we could do this, we could do that. That's what you want as a producer. You want people buying in so you can make a better product for the listener or the viewer.
2: We need to make it a better product for the listener. I mean, Marky, who's producing today. Gibbo's got the day off. The Scotsman's here. Uh, Valentinas, Marky. How are you, mate? Good afternoon. Yeah,
1: I'm doing good. Yeah, I've got a new hat. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> What's the background? Valent- so there's a cafe in Marrickville called Valentinas. That's yeah. my, my, my girlfriend's favorite. And I needed a new hat because I, I wore my Bob Hawk one constantly for about a month, <laughs> also from Marathon. You tell where I live. And yeah. Uh, yeah, got a new hat.
0: The cellar's full, so he's yeah. now moved over to the coffee side of things. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Or just
2: on, um, uh, you know, as a producer, you're so busy. I was just thinking about this, so I made him on, and, and I do wax lyrically about this, but they have this statewide touch competition. You play half and once part of the state, half and the other, and then you have the Super Bowl, so the two winners come together. But this particular sport, there's six kids on the field and there's 14 in the team, which just maths alone, as a coach, trying to sort of give everyone an even go when there's six on the field and there's eight on the Judy Dench, yeah. it's almost impossible. Mm. And I ran into a parent who was there, who's probably not contributed at all to the team, and I was watching – they were timing the amount of time their kid was getting on the field. <laughs> they were timing it, right? And, and I think to myself, like, A, if there's six kids on the field and there's eight on the duty, Dent, all likelihood is that your little Johnny yeah. is not going to get half the amount of time. Two minutes, yeah. Because that, that's – and then the other thing I thought was, what happens in the event that they – Get many minutes. They get more Do they go on do they still <laughs> run off and tell the coach that? Yeah, they're getting too many. Yeah. 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 It's not how it works, is That's it? It's not how it works, mate. No. It's, it's not how it works. It's very – and what I specifically did, Socky, was in my team, I made sure my son was last on the field. To make sure that if anyone no had biased. any, if anyone had any qualms about times as that, yeah. I could come back and say, well, you know, who the last player on the field was yeah, yeah my son, because
3: that's that's the style of coach that you are. There's the two types, the ones that push their sons, and you're the opposite. Yeah, you'd give them. But there's other less teams who, who their
2: own sons would not come off the field. My style is, sorry, mate. Uh, part of dad being a coach you is around, you, you come on last.
3: Do you go around and hand out, like, the people and culture? You are talking about HR before. Do you go around and hand out a survey at the end of the year to all the parents and just say, look, you can hand this, and anon- anon- say the word no, for no, they do anonymously? That. Do
2: you do that? No, no I don't and, and, do that. The club does that. And what's the anonymous what, feedback? No, no, well, the feedback that I honestly, <laughs> I honestly find is, is it's largely dependent on how your team went. Okay. If, if, if the teams who finish without a win, yeah. it probably skews to more unhappy people. So that sounds like at any NRL club, yeah. you're losing <laughs> the members. The yeah, me- members, that's Get them right. It's Kane out. Yeah. Yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> so so th- th- there should be a question in response to that is to say, listen, um, do you feel like your, your son or daughter had a fair go? Yeah. Uh, and by the way, do you know that there's only six people on the field at any given time with eight off the field, which means. Yeah. Little Johnny or little Sally's going to have less than half the time on the field. Did you know that Johnny can't catch as well? That's why up stopped playing. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a couple. Exactly right. Uh, the big question, boys, I tell you what, we've got Andrew Swain coming up from Stan Sport Rugby, and we are Tartar proud. We're getting behind the Waratahs here anyway uh, after chatting to Darren Coleman yesterday. Gee, that was an impressive chat. What a great fella he is. If you don't know Darren Coleman, Sockey, he's right up your Kirsty Alley. Oh, good.
3: Okay. Yeah, no, champion.
2: Yeah. All right. Champion and... Sats, marked centre, well outside the crease. He got the big jumbo bat and he said, Dolphins, get on the bench on the uh, sidelines here. I'm going to have a big crack at you about your recruitment. So, write a reply. I thought we'd get in touch with Peter O'Sullivan, the recruitment manager at the Dolphins, yeah, to see. that's going to be big news. Yep. I'm just yeah, looking forward to I, that. I'd actually love Sats to call in while we have. um Can we get him on the line? Well, let, let's go to what, see what Sats had to say. I,
4: I've got to say, the Dolphins' recruitment has been some of the poorest recruitment I've seen in rugby league. Yep. Really, really bad recruitment.
3: Their halves are a concern.
4: I mean, they've got great experienced forwards. They're going to keep them in the battle defensively. But where their points are going to come from, I don't know. A lot of their players, I mean, if you were looking looking for positions and to sign players, there wouldn't be many players from the Redcliffe Dolphins that you'd look at to try and take from them to, to bring to your club.
3: But you've got to remember though, Sats, it's not about year one and, and also he struggled
0: to attract players to the club. So this is all he you know, all he could find.
4: What you've got to do... No, they, there are still some real marquee players uh, on the market that they could have tried to entice okay. there. But they didn't take a recruitment mindset going into getting the 17th licence. They just spoke about how much money they had. But your first couple of years have got to be really important about Future signings mm. and bringing those marquee players to your club. So, yeah, how you're seen from the outside from the first day is really important.
2: It's going to be a fascinating chat. Now, look, like, that's some will say we're throwing our own stablemate under the bus in Scotty Satler, but that's what was said in the, the open uh, forum, if you want to call it that. So, Peter O'Sullivan gets his way to respond. And the big question is big signing today. Herbie Farnworth. How much is a Herbie Farnworth is the question, Socky. Well, we were saying earlier, you know, the Broncos going into around
3: 19 last year, top four, he was a big part of that, I think, 12 games Mm. that he was involved with, nine wins, three losses, Brooks, is that right? Spot on. He was uh, amazing for them. I think he's one of the better centres in the game. So I think he is a big, big signing um, but to the point with Scotty Sattler and trying to recruit, I mean, to a cricket point of view, the problem why we're also having a bit of a dichotomy, if that's the right word. You've Great got word. Two two or three, yeah. It might not be in the right context, but yeah. anyway. I'll but just it try say it, it's a you know, big word. Say yeah, yeah. it for me. <laughs> yeah. um, that you, you've locked, a lot of good teams will lock in players for long times for unders because they know they're going to have success. So the Dolphins, I mean, you're really just looking at dribs and drabs and I don't know what marquee players at Scotty Sattler's. Talking about that, that that they could have got, but the sounded like they went for, but couldn't get, and probably are going to take unders at other clubs, you know. So I think they've done the best that they possibly could with what they had in front of them. That's my opinion. But I'm not going to say that to Scotty Sattler's face no. on Saturday morning.
2: Dichotomy <laughs> the, 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 the <laughs> of your opinion. Uh, yeah, oh, look, oh, to be honest with you, I I am not – so we do these ratings, and I got in contact with a bloke called Jared Condon, who's reading the play, and he does some work with Jimmy – And most people have got the Dolphins marked last, right? And we do these ratings. Anyone who wants to really be serious about their tipping or betting on the football, they do these ratings. And I said to him, what's your variance on your ratings? And he says, oh, look, top team's always zero. And he's got 23 or 24, I think it is, for the bottom team, which I don't know, but I assume that he's got the Dolphins as the bottom team, which means that if the top team played the bottom team on average, neutral venue, everyone fit. Hundred times, the average scoreline would be twenty-four. The way difference. of the yeah. of the top seat, I don't believe it's that high.
3: Where did so looking at
2: past history? Where did he
3: have say the Cowboys last year? Yeah, where
2: did he? I don't know the answer
3: to that. Yeah, but, but that's that's how he's looking at it this year, and
2: that's how the pros land on what's a bet. So they look at the line, they've got their own ratings. They'll say that soccer's worth two, the venue's that worth years.
3: Bit much,
2: twenty four, doesn't it? Well, I, I think so, yeah. and, and the reason I think so at this stage is because, and, and he's he's smart, G man, so he might be right. But I personally think it's too big for the reasons being that at this stage of the year, there's a lot of positivity. Everyone thinks they can make the finals. There's no major injuries really coming out of the season proper. Uh, nobody, any sort of wounds with the head coaches have been at least temporarily patched up it's a clean slate for every team is what I'm saying. And it's a real sort of buoyant, happy sort of time. As things and the pressure really comes on and teams haven't won and the coach is under the pump and yeah. this guy's injured and this guy's been dropped and the guy who's been dropped is bagging the coach to other players there. That's when I start to blow out the, the ratings the margins, a little bit, but yeah. not right now.
0: It'll be interesting because, what, the last team to come into the comp was the Titans. Mm. Yeah. Ten wins. Finished 12th. They had some marquees. They had Bull mm. Bailey, yep. Matty Rogers, Scotty yep. Prince, Preston Campbell. Great coach as well. Uh, Anthony Yeah. who had won a premiership a couple of years later. So, yeah, and big future big father-in-law, <laughs> FFOL, <laughs> yes. was leading them. Yeah, uh, they, haven't done, and,
3: they haven't actually done better
2: since his tenure. No, I think, they've, I think they've made the finals twice, the Titans, since 2007. So they've been a little bit sneaky under the radar, haven't they, the Titans? When... The West Tigers clearly have been copying it for uh, their longevity. But the mm. Titans, they're, they're a team, and it may not be a rugby league thing, but no team, to my knowledge, in any code has had any kind of success, let alone sustained success. Mm. Have we had any success on the Gold Coast in any top-flight sport? And that's what this current crop yeah. of the Gold Coast Titans yeah. and Justin And Holbrook, does
3: anyone outside of the Gold Coast really give to about the Gold Coast Titans? No. You know, it's not like they've broadened their... You know their supporter base. It's uh, you know they're on them when they're alright.
2: When they're off them, no one really gives a hoot yeah, about them. You know that, that's right. So it's um it's a hard game. That's yeah. all I know. It'll
0: yeah. spice it up, I think, because they're the two newest teams. They're both in Southeast Queensland, mm. and you've got this. I think it'll push the Titans to be better, and the Dolphins will be going to those high schools like Palm Beach, Curumba and Keebra Park, which has yep. supplied a lot of their junior depth back to Burley Bears, Tweed Seagulls. So I think it's really good for rugby league, like the NRL level in Queensland, you might start seeing a bit more of an increase in crowds on the Goldie because that next generation is going to come in and go, oh, who am I going to go for now? Mm. Like I've got the Broncos and everyone, all the old guard go for the Broncos because they've been there since 88. But you've got these two teams that are vying to be that number one in Southeast Queensland now. I think it's a really good, it's going to be really good for competition and hopefully grow the game even more in that pocket. And they're not talking about the Suns.
2: Yeah, fascinating to see how it plays out. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans, the Dolphins, uh, the list goes on. It's a big year. Have you sat down to do your top eight yet, Socky? Not yet. I'm going to sit down this weekend. I'm going to get the paper
3: cutouts. I'm going to read what all the so-called experts have got to say. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to come back to you with my margins and where I see teams fitting in. Of course, I've got the bunnies at one. Yep. You know, that goes without saying. But underneath that, I think it's going to be a bit closer than what we've seen over the last couple of seasons where there's sort of been the top four and then the breakaway rest, I think oh, I think the field's starting to narrow. But again, it's all about depth. It's all about injuries, who can replace who. Yep. And as you said, it all turns pretty quickly when you get a few injuries, you lose three in a row and then the coach is under fire and you find out when your head's in the
2: fire who's really sticking together and who really isn't. Three biggest unknowns for me, uh, Broncos, they could be anywhere. Manly could be anywhere, Newcastle, could be anywhere. The run home with Joel and Fletch today. hey, Socky, tell you what, we went long in the first seggy. The uh, uh, James arrow <laughs> were very, very long on that occasion. Uh, I tell you what, be careful. Dunny's on the attack. He said, it's Friday afternoon. I'm Towie. He said, no schooner is safe. Oh, our, that. <laughs> Dunny. Look out, Maroobo. Uh, yes, let's go to the open line. Pedro from Petersham. Hello, Pedro.
5: Hello, Sugar. Socky, how are we going?
2: How you going, Pedro? Couldn't be better.
5: Good, mate. You were talking about um, parents getting involved, um, getting the coaches. year. It reminded me of my young bloke uh, played soccer. and it's about when he's in the under-13s and a pretty good level. And they brought in a coach was an English bloke. And he had um, a couple of uh, twin sons, Alfie and Archie, which is hilarious because he used to be shouting, Alfie, Archie, on the sidelines. <laughs> but they were really good. And... Um, the kids went really well, end up making a GF, and he got so sick of the narking, he sat his two boys down in the GF for the first half. They got beat. Like,
1: yeah. And the
5: kids were just bored yeah. because they thought, you know, they were going to win the grand fight. It's not all about winning, but, you know, you, win, you go to a GF, you're hoping to win it, yeah. but he cut his nose to spite his face because of the, yeah. the narking of the uh, parents. and yeah. pretty ordinary, you know, just stay out of the coach's ear as far as I'm concerned,
3: what I've always done. It's a tough gig.
2: Junior sport coaching, it is a tough, thankless task.
3: I don't know why. Everyone, when I finished playing sport, was saying, get into private school cricket coaching. I spoke to Matt Nicholson, played one test for Australia, and he said, mate, the parents at these private schools – who pay an absolute mozza for Jerry to come yeah. in and say why isn't Jerry who couldn't yeah, bowl yeah. a hoop downhill? The why is he not? Why is he not? In, why is he, not, kids, why is he not in the first team? Yeah. It's like because he's he's not talented. Yeah. He's useless. You know. <laughs> and, but you're getting it from you know 60 parents consistently saying we're paying 40 grand a year. Why yeah. is he not played a test yet?
2: Yeah, it's because he can't
3: the pitch. <laughs> it's because he can't spell it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it makes it hard. Uh, good on you, Pedros. Shane from Merrickville's there. G'day, Shane.
4: Hey, Joel. Look, mate, you remember when the 17th licence was announced? There were three sides. There was the Brisbane Firehawks, Ipswich Jets and the Dolphins. Yeah. And Sats was the number one flag bearer Ooh. for the Ipswich Jets. Ooh. It went Ooh. on and yeah, on every day. This. It never
2: stopped. Have we got Fletchy feud symbol there? Can we play that, please? Maybe. We'll find it. We'll find it later. Good. Oh, this is good. Yeah. This is good. So, so where do you stand on this, Shano? Has it been good recruiting from the Dolphins or not? Peter O'Sullivan will join us uh, after 4 o'clock or after 3 o'clock up there in Queensland, daylight at Savings Time.
4: Well, mate, they've done the best they can, which was available. Now, people are saying they should have waited another year. If they waited another year, the other clubs would have locked in the He players. Yeah, it takes good. time. It's like the Raiders and the Steelers. Now, the Titans, I know they made the semis the first couple of years, but that was their fourth edition of a team on the Gold Coast. You know, Sats- yeah. I know Sats is dirty, missed out with his Jets. But the Dolphins <laughs> had the money, they had the infrastructure, they got the juniors. Have you ever been to Ipswich? It's a dump. There's nothing oh, there.
0: Oh, okay, hang on, hang on, hang Shane, on Shane, Shout Shane, out to Al. I don't
2: know who this clip is for. I don't know if this clip is for Sats versus Peter <laughs> O'Sullivan. I don't know if it's Shane versus Sats. I don't know if it's Shane versus Ipswich. Hit the tape, please.
4: <laughs> in very serious The men of It's time for another chapter in Fletcher's
3: Feuds.
2: Oh, it certainly is. Thank you, Shane, from Marrickville. This is uh, Feud Friday. Can I just
3: uh, quickly say uh, Ash Barty's from Ipswich? You know, an Australian icon. Yeah,
2: yeah. Alfie Langer. Yeah. Someone's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll break it back with more. Uh, April, thank you very much. We do appreciate that on this Friday. And a special hello to our Ipswich listeners. Thank you, Shane, from Marrickville. Uh, we say hello to, look, many luminaries have come from there Craig McDermott, Alan Langer, as you mentioned, Ash Barty, Luke Keary, Noel Ned Kelly, Rod Morris, Des Morris, uh, Dale Shearer, uh, the Walters brothers, Shane Watson, mm. of course, from the cricketing background. Uh, so many people had come from the great Ipswich, it's of which we here we yeah. here are great supporters of, aren't we? Oh,
3: absolutely. As I said, I've got a uh, I did have an investment property out there at RaceView. View. Uh, did well.
2: Paul Hanson. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Nick Politis is from Ipswich. Oh. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Country boy done good. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have. your say, and don't forget this, which according to the listeners, Shane actually might be. Yeah. the leading contender for the time being we've got our best contributor of the day and we're giving away this a signet power boost bank valued at 45 bucks a signet boost power bank will keep your phone tablet and earbuds powered 24/7 and a $40 voucher thanks to Perla. premium teas without the price tag get com is the way to do that coming up later in the program we have got peter o'sullivan from the dolphins recruitment manager there to tell us how things are unfolding there what does he think about Scotty Sattler's comments? <laughs> we look forward to that. And uh, who else we've got coming up on the show? Swainy, Swainy. Oh, Swainy. Andrew Swayne, Swain. the return of. Andrew yeah. Swayne's going to join us as well, so we look forward to that. Terry Reader, who is – Terry Reader's the CEO of the Dolphins, am I right? Yeah. That's it. I've just listened to a podcast, Socky. Mm. British Scandal. Go
1: on.
2: Have you ever listened to British Scandal? Never. Marky, you listen yeah, to British I've Scandal?
1: I've listened to
2: a few of them, yeah. The latest edition yep. is about one of the great um, – burglars in England mm-hmm. a fellow called Terry Reader the same name where the diamond, what's it called? Um, Farnworth? No, <laughs> <laughs> <kept> <laughs> no, something Garden Hatton Garden?
1: The Hatton Garden Robbery
2: The Hatton Garden Robbery yeah. which the Hatton Garden is basically where majority of diamonds right. are located in England yeah. and what Terry Reader had tried to do, the Terry Reader of the burglary fame, he tried to get in there with the team and come from underneath. So it's almost like a real life. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, True story. Back in about, about 2015, was it?
1: Yeah, did it was they... so it's 2016. They've, they've done a couple of films about it as well. Have they? they? Uh... It wasn't Ocean's Eleven, was it? No, no. <laughs> no but it's not like Michael Caine, Jim Broadbent, <laughs> yeah. Michael Gambon, Ray Winston. Oh, we're all in. yeah. In it's a bunch of the old fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, all, went all in like and their, their 70s. In the yeah, What's it called? Yeah, yeah. What's it called? Yeah. I well, watched the, it. The film's called The Hat and Garden Job. The yeah, Hatton Garden job. King of Thieves is another one. There's a, there's a few good different ones. I
2: want to watch it. I've been listening to the podcast on British Scandal. Very So good. not to be confused with Terry the Terry Reader. Reader that yeah. we've got on. Exactly. Mm. Okay. Exactly. Uh, have your say one three hundred O one eleven seventy. Now, sock, I wanna ask you this. Mm. There's uh, well of course David Warner has come home. There's you know, form at the top order has been a little bit how you're going. Cam Bancroft, where is he in this whole conversation?
3: He's close. I think is he's he? just pumped out another big 180 red, not out for uh, WA. And I, th- I, I think he yeah, he might be close to getting on a plane over there. It depends on how they want to shape up that top order, whether they go with a head, Wrenshaw opening partnership, or whether they f- – I, I think they will fly Cameron Bancroft over, yeah.
2: So do you think Cameron Bancroft will have a redemption game in India? Yes. Yes. Yep.
3: Yep, I think he's good enough. I think I, I toured with him in 2016 in India. He can play spin very well. He sweeps. Um, I whoa, think whoa, he's, whoa, 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 don't mention the sweep. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> don't he's, mention the sweep. He sweeps when necessary. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't that absolute mayhem, but we've probably already discussed that. But he's a good player of spin. I'll leave it at that, and I think he'd be a good addition to that side. Good bat pad, which is very, very important over there. Uh, I think he's the next in line. Marcus Harris, I think, would be more suited horses for courses. For England, done well in uh, county cricket over there, but I think the next in line would be him. Another player who's done really well is Matt Short. Now we've seen him burst onto the scene in the was Big he Bash. Was for the Hurricanes? He was for strikers. the strikers. Strikers, and he's uh, dating one of the Olympic swimmers, so he's now the power couple. He's shot oh, to fame. Okay.
2: He's got it all happening. Do you lo- reckon that lo- plays a part in what? No, no, in selection. Like, do you do you think in any sport in selection of your your partner? <laughs> no, is it no. Your <laughs> no, 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 is- no. Do you honestly think it plays? Like they say in the court of law that better looking people have more favourable outcomes, right? Mm. Do you actually think subconsciously yeah. people who are better looking or, or in the media get a better run at selections than the others? So, for example, if Maddie Short's dating an Olympian and he's in the press, do you think that helps, hinders or is totally irrelevant?
3: I would like to think no, but I, I th- the answer is yes. I think it does in some respects. But I don't think anyone will ever answer that question that way. No. They will say no. No. But Matty Short's form is undeniable at the moment. He, he hit 90 off 90, a bit like Baz ball, what England are doing to New Zealand at the moment, going at a runner ball. He's doing that in shield cricket, and he's in red-hot form, just hit another 100 in shield cricket. So he's a guy who bowls handy off. He's, I think he might have been included in the Australian one-day squad. We'll get back to you on that one. But another guy that's on the radar uh, for that Australian cricket team.
2: Correct me if I'm right. Um, <laughs> Correct me if I'm right. No, sorry, I'm plagiarising for sats. <laughs> <laughs> we're already, we're already <laughs> whacking sats. Um he was was he the top run scorer in the BBL Bancroft uh
3: Bancroft wasn't uh, uh Matt Matt Short was the 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 golden bat winner Gotcha so he was but Bancroft was like Bancroft right was really the MVP of the he was that FoxTel MVP I think
0: it ended up being Aaron Hardy because What's of it? his knock in the final. But, yeah, gotcha. Matt Short, regular season. Yep,
2: Aaron And then Bancroft, Hardy. third. The, okay, there you go. Yeah, well, so he ca- finished in the top three. Cam Bancroft. so that so he And shan- he didn't
3: start the season because they had Faf Duplicy and Adam Life, two overseas, who came in and played. So he actually didn't play until because maybe they worried around about his seven stroke, or eight.
2: Right? They said he was too slow. He yeah,
3: didn't say. So he had to sit on the pine for a long time, and he took some spectacular catches. Will improve. They got him on the mic. He's come a long way. Our Cameron Bancroft, I'm a big fan. Okay. And, yep.
2: uh, he has scored just short of 800 runs at an average of 64 this season. And when you're a fan of someone, Sock, I believe, mm. I had never heard of the name in cricket, mm. Todd Murphy. Yeah. And you were straight onto him. You, you, you were the very first person I had heard speak about this young Todd Murphy, and you were so bullish in your appraisal of this young man.
3: Yeah, so he's ranked number two. And I think if you'd watched that first test, he took seven for... And if you had lined up and said, right, I've never watched a game of cricket before and you watched Nathan Lyon and Todd Murphy bowl, and I said, right, one of these guys has played 100 tests and has got 450 test wickets and one is on his debut, I think you'd be, you know, you'd be convinced that Todd Murphy was the guy that had played. He's he's so, 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 his ability to change the seam on the ball, to adapt in certain conditions, and that his temperament is amazing. Now, there's a clear number two, which we haven't had for a long time in Test cricket, and that is Todd Murphy.
2: Dan Hughes, you've played a lot of cricket with. Yep. Where, where's Dan in the conversation?
3: Unfortunately for Dan, I mean, his record now for New South Wales is better than Michael Bevan's, oh. and I think it's, he's played thirty-eight or thirty-nine one days and has ten hundred. So he's averaging one hundred every four <laughs> digs, which is spectacular yeah. compared to guys like Brad Hodge, who have played a hundred one days for their state and have maybe ten or eleven hundreds. So he's done it in forty games. The issue that he's got is he's he's thirty-four, and there's these young guys who have got they call them multi-dimensional cricketers is in they can bowl and field and add a bit extra to the to the team. But if you're just looking purely on numbers, his numbers are better than anyone's in white ball cricket domestically. Um, you've got the stats there, Brooks.
0: Yeah, so you look at it, he's had 10 tons in 38 matches. So in and around him, so he's fourth on the list. Brad Hodge had 20 in 139. You got Klinger with 12 in 129. So every like 10 these guys that are around him are getting a ton. He's doing it 3.8. Wow. It's, yeah, yeah it's,
3: With an it's, average it's, it's of 60. Off. He's got four this year, which I think Phil Jakes did once. There's only, I think there's only two players who've hit four in a season. And he came off a big shield hundred against Tassie as well. So he, he he's the guy at 34 that might find himself unlucky, but will have a record that, you know, people look back on it. They used to talk about the Stuart Laws, the Martin Loves, the Brad Hodges, for yep. instance. The Has he played out. one test? Hasn't played any. Nah, cricket he deserves for Australia. one, doesn't he? Yeah. Deserves one. And talk about power couples dating Maddie Short, Olympic uh sorry, uh, Australian netballer.
2: Maddie Proud. Matty
3: Proud, sorry, yeah. Matty Proud, Matty Short. I've got the short. Are <laughs> you? Yeah. Breaking news. So, uh, yeah, there's some power couples going. Yeah, everywhere.
2: absolutely. Yeah. Um right. Sugar Pedro says this. I'm going back to the world. With the dolphins need a sense of porpoise, uh, <laughs> <laughs> says Pedro, and uh, the reptiles Keep the, the slipper in to Cam Bancroft. Shane's a keeper. I'm calling for a regular rant from the big fella. That's yeah, Shane from uh, Marrickville, of course. Have your say on the open line, one 1170 Big Marco, the Scotsman, he's in the chair. The skippers here, Brooksy, uh, Socky, our man, and myself. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 If you're listening in New Zealand, double eight double three, and you can text here in Australia, 0457 736 You learn something every single day on this program. Now, off air, we're talking about uh, podcasts, and uh, I mean, Marco from Scotland, he was saying uh, for economics, they've done a recent one on the long snapper. Now, the long snapper is the person who – no, not just what you did. Uh, The long snapper is the person whose sole job is to throw the ball to the quarterback. Is that right, Mark?
1: Yeah, so it's not the guy who's on every single play who's given the ball to the quarterback. Oh, okay. Um, It's not that guy. It's the guy who just throws the ball between his legs – for field goals. Is that and right? Pups. That's it. That's his so he ritual. doesn't
2: even muck around with the quarterback? No, no, never. So, so what about that person who does that?
1: Yeah. Center. That's the center.
2: So do they do any other role? No, they're just the center. Just the song.
1: Well, they, they block. You have, they to, might block. have to block. They have to block. The centre's like the to block. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but the long but snappers. The guy
2: snappers.
3: Yeah. How do you know if you're even good? At, do you go right? That's that's me. That's my job. Yeah, we going to to a snapper.
0: No, he doesn't snap and run off like he's do, he's like the center. He's the still, long snapper. Yeah, the long yeah, snapper well. still provides a blocking. So he's got a bit of
3: size about him. You can't be oh, just well. Yeah. That's the whole
1: podcast. It used to be the guy. They just used to be 30, 300 hundred pound guys. Just snap the ball and block. Now it's changing you need to be able to run down the field and make a block going forward as well. Quick call, so. quick
2: call. Well, let's get to Brucey really quickly. G'day, Bruce. How are you, mate? Good, Brucey. Brucey from Windsor. Beautiful bit. That's
5: me. Uh, Shane from Marrickville. Yep. He's done me a favour.
2: Oh, <laughs> Rod Laver. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. I've never been to Ipswich and I'm never going. Oh, my. oh, my. oh no. I've been to Marrickville, and it's hardly Palm Beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. Brucey, Brucie, Brucey. 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 Oh, oh, I'm in charge of the buttons. They'll
2: yeah, coming right yeah, into yeah. Friday Feuds, Brucey. Anything <laughs> else you want to throw in? No,
5: no, no. Just for news again, fellas.
2: Oh, okay. So you're just coming on, light the fire, and off you go. Good on you, Brucey. <laughs> Brucey from Windsor. This is the run-home with Joel and Fletcher. Today's Sockie in the chair. Uh, Magpie Swanee, we feel for you. And don't forget, best contributor. You get the $40 voucher for Perla, and you also get the $45 um, charger, thanks to Signet Signet Power Boost. So get stuck in. That's the way to do that, which some of our listeners have done. We don't have to agree with it. You can still win it even if we disagree. This one here from Magpie Swanee says, I have a confession. I had wondered why Bears Head carried on about Gwen so much, and today, well... I saw the vision today and it will haunt me forever. You had the gall to post it. How's it's, the response been? It's
0: on Joel Fletch SEN's Instagram account and there are so many laugh emojis, aubergine emojis. Uh, you, just everyone
2: loves it. All right, take it away, Gwen. I
5: remember when I remember I remember when I lost my mind. Yeah. Go! Right. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's for you, Reptile. Reptile thinks we need to play it a bit more. Uh, Yeah, we can do that for you, mate. Uh, Two hours still to go. After the break, we've got the head of recruitment at the Dolphins. Now, this bloke, success seems to follow him at the Roosters of the Melbourne Storm. Now the Dolphins, one Scotty Sattler, not so happy with how the recruitment's gone. Well, Peter O'Sullivan gets to have his say.